we wanted to let you know that if you love this show, how about seeing it live? We're going to be at Money 2020 Europe in Amsterdam this June, and we're bringing Fintech Insider live with us. We'll be bringing the podcast to the main stage right before the drinks reception, and you can be there. Sign up for tickets now. Go to europe.money2020.com forward slash register and use discount code 1811FS. That's 1811FS to get 200 euros off the ticket price. Fintech Insider Interviews. My name is David Breer from 11FS, and today I'm delighted to be here with Rajesh Agarwal. Thank you very much for joining us. You're the Deputy Mayor of London for Business. That's a pretty impressive job title you've got there. It is, and it comes with a lot of responsibility, and I'm very excited, especially to be here, uh, because it's uh, all about fintech, and my own background is uh, fintech, so I'm absolutely excited uh, to talk to you today. So we'll get a little bit more into the role you're doing now in a second, but take us through your background. You know, I've I've kind of seen you speak a few times, and I've I've had a good uh, a good sort of YouTube stalking session last night to uh, to see all of the the sort of background. But you've got an amazing story. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I was born and brought up in India in a small town in central India, a place called Indore. Um, I grew up there, uh, then I moved to Mumbai in a small uh, job in a foreign exchange company. Um, and I still remember I was, uh, my salary was about 5,000 rupees a month, which is about sort of 50 pounds a month. And then uh, there was an opportunity that I got to move to London in 2001. And I was 24 years old. I wanted to see the world. I'd never been on a plane before, never been outside India before. And I did not know uh, anybody in the UK. Uh, but I just jumped on a plane, uh, came here, and I remember the day I landed at Heathrow Airport with 200 pounds in my pocket, but I did not feel like a stranger in London, and that is the greatness of London, that you it makes you feel at home regardless of where you're from. I then uh, worked in a foreign exchange company for about three years, and then I set up my own business uh, in f- international payments long before it was called fintech and long before it was called it was cool uh, but s- set it up just with a laptop and it became one of the fastest growing companies in the country and here i am now uh, trying to help others other entrepreneurs uh, through my role as the deputy mayor of london for business so who would have thought 16 years ago when i first landed in london that i'll end up as the deputy mayor of the greatest city in the world that's just an amazing background story you know like uh, you must have very fond memories of landing in heathrow you know that's uh, an amazing uh, amazing story i particularly liked one of the stories that you told about how you funded the the startup in the first place can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah that was uh, very interesting so i was in this uh, job uh, in a foreign exchange company and i had this bright idea that why don't we actually take this whole thing online um, and like most other entrepreneurs, I was just very excited and I quit my job. And then I realized that I've got no money in the bank account and my visa was going to run out in six months. So I prepared a little presentation, went to a bank to ask for a £10,000 loan to start the business. Uh, And uh, uh, the answer was no, obviously. So they declined uh, to give me any loan. So two days later, I went back to the same bank and I said, you're right. I should not start my own business. I'll continue in my job, but I'm thinking of buying a car. So they lent me £20,000 to buy the car. And of course, I uh, never bought the car because I didn't even have a driving license at the time. But we became one of the fastest growing companies in the country. And 
and it's fantastic. So just for the records, I've repaid all that uh, loan back with interest. And I do not recommend anybody using that method of finance uh, for the business because it's quite expensive. I imagine. Yeah. And thankfully, we've got a lot more revenues now uh, for <laughs> financing the business. Indeed. But it's amazing. And, and that speaks, I think, a lot to your entrepreneurial background. You know, you find a way to make something happen. And when you see that opportunity, I think that's, you know, fantastic origin story. Um, I guess fast forwarding today, um, tell us a little bit more about the what the deputy mayor uh, sort of role really sort of involves on a day to day basis. What What is it you do in this beautiful building? So it is all about advising the mayor around business policies. So anything to do with business within sort of M25, within Greater London, essentially, uh, is part of my job. Um, and as deputy mayor for uh, for business, my job is to make sure that the mayor actually hears the voice of London businesses. And I was interestingly appointed six days after the Brexit uh, referendum. Uh, so mayor is playing a very key role. He, uh, the mayor is lobbying the government uh, on Brexit negotiation and making sure London business voice is heard in those negotiations. So I speak to businesses all day long, uh, big and small from across different uh, industry sectors. You know, in one day I could be talking to a CEO of a big investment bank, but I could also be one day, I, I remember I woke up at four in the morning and went to New Covent Garden Market uh, talking to uh, fruit and flower uh, wholesalers. Um, so those are sort of things I do. I try and speak to uh, a lot of businesses, uh, get their feedback. I also chair London and Partners, which is London's official promotional agency. And uh, they are responsible for bringing foreign investment in London. Uh, they promote Lon London worldwide for business, for investment and for tourism. So they are essentially also the tourism uh, Bureau for London. They run visitlondon.com, but they also run a fantastic program called the Mayor's International Business Program, which helps fast-growing London businesses to internationalize. Um, so essentially, some of these things, and then uh, I've, I've, you know, we've got a number of initiatives from City Hall uh, that I look after to support tech industry, to support startups, to support scale-ups, uh, to invest. Uh, we've got our own fund, not many people know this, uh, that invest in uh, startups. So all those things is uh, part of my job. That's amazing. I, I'll uh, I'll get into it in a little bit in terms of how you fit all that into a day, because that sounds that sounds a lot, like a, a, a lot. But um, I, I guess some of the things that have been happening recently. So we've seen uh, Philip Hammond announce all of the uh, the programs around fintech, particularly. Uh, I think there was over the last couple of months, wasn't it, talking about the bridges that we're going to be establishing with various other countries and the uh, the various different appointments. What's your kind of take on how do you think that will affect the the sort of uh, perception of London in the, on the global stage? I think that's absolutely fantastic because I believe in building bridges and not walls, uh, unlike uh, some other people. Uh, so I think we need to reach out. London is a global city and we are the fintech capital of the world. Our tech industry is very growing. We are the largest tech ecosystem in Europe as well. So it's only right that we actually work with other cities around the world and build bridges and making sure we make it easier for entrepreneurs from here uh, to work with other countries, but equally entrepreneurs in other countries, uh, if, if they want to come and expand in, in London and in the UK, uh, they are able to do that. Um, there's a saying that if 19th century belong to the empire, uh, if 20th century belong to the nation states, 21st century belongs to the cities. And that is so powerful. Cities are so agile 
they are nimble. Cities, to me, certain extent, they are like a startup. They can move very quickly, um, and they don't have a huge amount of burden of sort of foreign policy and things like that. So they can work together a lot more closely. So we've got a city-to-city -city initiative uh, from from here, and we have signed that with a number of cities uh, to help entrepreneurs on both sides to expand. It sounds great. Um, I think, as you say, the you know the city. And fintech is, you know, synonymous globally now. You know, I think the, the the work that London has done to establish the regulatory frameworks, to establish the the, the magnets for uh, some of the brightest and, and best, you know, globally to come here. Um, how important do you think fintech is to London? Oh, very important. I mean, fintech, if if you like, is the crown jewel of London's tech industry. Uh, it's very successful. Uh, and it's built on the natural strength of London, which is finance. London is a is the finance uh, capital of the world, uh, is the banking capital of the world. We've got more American banks in London than there are in New York. We've got more banks than any other city in the world. We've got more insurance companies than uh, any other city in the world. I mean, I uh, come from a foreign exchange background, and in foreign exchange, about three trillion dollars are traded every day worldwide. Half of which are from traded in London alone every day. One and a half trillion dollars are traded um, in the city of London. So fintech essentially is building on those core strengths. Uh, and it's really the crown jewel of London's tech industry. And uh, uh, and it's it's got the potential to grow so much. I mean, fintech is so much talked about already. But I believe that we are only scratching the surface. There's so much more to be achieved. I agree with that completely. Um, I, I guess, um, you know, you mentioned you were appointed, was it six days after the Brexit uh, was, was announced? Um, how do you think that could potentially affect uh, the, the sort of London ecosystem with regards to fintech? You know, there's lots of talk about, um, you know, Luxembourg and different places coming to, to try and attract talent to, to sort of various different locations. But I think particularly on that sort of brain drain side of things, what, what are we doing to, to combat that? Well, I'm very clear that London is a successful city, partly because it's got amazing talent. I mean, that's the number one reason. And I speak to investors from around the world. They come to London because they will be able to find talent in London, regardless of the industry that they are in. Um, so it's very important for London to remain open. And that's why we launched the campaign. London is open uh, straight after the um, referendum, because I think that message is very important uh, uh, to the world. And uh, the mayor has also published a white paper on immigration, uh, making it very clear that London has benefited significantly from uh, talent from all around the world. I mean, in tech industry particularly, almost 55% of London's uh, workforce in tech industry uh, are overseas born. Yeah. Um, so it's hugely international. So on our immigration white paper, made it very clear that there is still a case if the government wants to have qualified freedom of movement for people. Mm -hmm. uh, because I know of many entrepreneurs from Europe who came to London and started their business here. Yeah. Equally, a lot of uh, London-based fintech firms have expanded uh, into Europe as well. So we benefit a lot from uh, being part of that and we need to uh, remain open. So whilst Brexit poses its own challenges, I've got no doubt in my head that London will continue to be the 
uh, fintech capital of the world. Mm. Well, it, it definitely doesn't appear at this stage to have dramatically affected. You know, we're we're not seeing swathes of investment leaving. We're not seeing swathes of uh, companies moving ab- uh, abroad. And I think the the opportunities that presented themselves, you know, pre Brexit with regards to the you know the financial uh, ecosystem and all of the the talent that's here and and really the you know the problems within some of those big organisations that need fixing. Then you know all of those things are still as relevant as ever, aren't they? So it, it feels like exactly as you say, it feels like there's a long term objective within London for fintech. But and it is not just in uh, rhetoric; it's actually also in numbers. Mm-hmm. In 2017, we had uh, nearly three billion pounds going in uh, VC investment in the UK, almost half of it mm-hmm. actually just went in fintech, of which 90% was within London. Yes. Uh, I mean, if you look at the fintech 50 list, 31 out of 50 companies are London-based. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, and uh, so, so, the, so the investment has, uh, is still growing, still happening. I mean, you look at the big tech firms like Google and Facebook, they've continued their investment here. Uh, VCs have continued their investment in London. So I've got no doubt in my head that London will continue to thrive. I completely agree. Um, I guess the, on the other sort of end of the, the spectrum in terms of talent, um, we're seeing increasingly sort of more and more uh, younger people coming into fintech, as you say, you know, fintech is such a sort of sexy subject right now that really everybody wants to to sort of be involved in, given the large scale of opportunities and actually the you know the relative impact that can be made very quickly. Um, do you think we're doing enough to really sort of educate people about uh, you know being an entrepreneur yourself, the realities of being an entrepreneur? Uh, and the you know the the sort of fantasy of being Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or you know the realities on a day to day basis are very different, aren't they? Do you think we do enough to prepare young people to you know really get into um, you know entrepreneurship right now? I think there are two things to it. One is the skills, the sort of technical skills, where you know the digital talent, uh, as it were, and we are doing a lot. We are investing. Uh, significantly to uh, to make sure that the young people have got talent, right kind of skills, not just for the jobs of today, but for the jobs of tomorrow. Uh, but apart from that, there's the entrepreneurial culture, which is uh, very important. And London is a very entrepreneurial uh, city. And uh, with regards to entrepreneurship, uh, I'm often asked that, do you think entrepreneurship can be taught uh, or not? And I say, I don't know if it can be taught or not, but it can be caught like an infection. So if you create an environment which is entrepreneurial, you know, there are people who want to go on that journey, but if they come across more entrepreneurs, if there are role models, then certainly that helps the entire ecosystem. Uh, and, and, and and that's why uh, we, need to, we, we need to create that. So when the sort of Old Street uh, <clears throat> and the Shoreditch uh, area started developing, I remember one of the very popular things was uh, at the Old Street roundabout uh, was the Old Street sort of drink about, the silicon drink about. Uh, it's about creating that environment, but also providing support uh, to uh, to startups by the way of funding, by the way of opportunities to network, by the way uh, of providing them uh, mentoring uh, and all those sort of things. And those are some of the initiatives that we are doing 
from the mayor's office to, to, to provide to young people and to young entrepreneurs. Yeah, as you say, it really does feel like there is a uh, such a vibrant community here. It doesn't feel exactly like you said. It doesn't feel like somebody is trying to win at the cost of other people losing, which is fantastic. You know, I've I've experienced it um, firsthand. Actually, people <clears throat> offering lots of support for different, you know, CEO to CEOs advising, uh, you know, one startup challenger bank to another startup challenger bank, or you know, one payments company to a, an FX company. So you know, that kind of London growing together sort of positivity. It feels. Um, very unique, I'd say. So I, I guess one of the other topics that is, um, you know, really important today and, and actually we're seeing a lot of press about is gender diversity. Um, you know, there's lots of statistics coming out about inequality of pay in terms of the uh, the different levels that people can achieve. But do you think we're doing enough to, to really uh, address some of those concerns? We need to do more. I mean, I, you know, this is a year 2018, exactly one year since some of the women in this country got first got voting rights. Mm -hmm. It's hard to believe a uh, hundred years ago, women didn't even had voting rights in this country. Yeah. We've come uh, some way since, but we've got a very, very long way to go. And we have to lead by example. I'm a proud feminist. Uh, Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, he's a proud feminist as well. So the first thing we did when we got in the office, the mayor ordered gender pay gap audit across uh, the GLA organization, Greater London Authority organization. And the mayor directly and indirectly employs about 80,000 people, which is about 1.4% of London's workforce mm -hmm. uh, through the Metropolitan Police and um, uh, TFL and uh, Greater London Authority, London Fire Brigade and so on. So you have to lead by example. So first of all, we ordered gender pay gap audit, uh, published it. You need to bring transparency. You need to bring issue to light. Yeah. Uh, we have also recently published the ethnic pay gap uh, audit as well. Uh, and I hope other organizations will follow the suite. Of all the deputy mayors, uh, more than half are women. We've got a fantastic business advisory board full of entrepreneurs, about 16 people on the board, 10 are women. Uh, so they, we've got amazing, talented women in London. We just need to uh, make sure that they get the right support uh, and so on. And we have to uh, lead by example. Interestingly, we are sitting here today uh, because if you look at the Parliament Square just outside uh, Parliament, there are statues of some fantastic great men, you know, Mandela and Gandhi and Churchill and so on. But all men, all fantastic great, but all men. These are about uh, 10 statues in there, but all men. So if you are a little girl growing up in London, there are not as many great women statue. Mm -hmm. So we need more role models. Yeah. So in fact, uh, later on, uh, sort of next week, we'll be unveiling first ever women's statue on Parliament Square of okay. Millicent uh, Fawcett. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, these are some symbolic changes, but we need changes at all levels, symbolic, at policy levels, and at cultural level. And we need to promote um, diversity at all level and lead by example. So the, for the first time in the history of Metropolitan Police, we've got a female uh, police commissioner. First time in the history of London Fire Brigade, we've got a female fire chief. These are uh, great examples, um, but we need to do more uh, in, in tech. I mean, you know, in tech, uh, I think we need more, uh, uh, more diversity. And for that reason, we are funding Ada College, which is the College for Digital Skills, which will particularly focus on uh, young people from underprivileged background and women. 
to make sure they've got the right kind of digital skills. That's fantastic. It's um, like I say, it requires radical change, doesn't it? You know, this is not just a, uh, an audit and some numbers. This is changing things and making things happen. And I completely agree with you. I think it's it's not just in the boardroom or, uh, you know, in, in offices, but changing people's aspirations. So, you know, statues, as you talk about, really, you know, from you know, my daughter seeing somebody who she can aspire to be, you know, that's where it needs to begin, doesn't it? So it's it's fantastic to see that level of change. Um, I guess speaking of change, uh, you know, given all of the these movements, given all of the things that are happening in London and globally, um, how do you see the fintech scene changing over the next sort of couple of years with, uh, with everything that's going on? I think there's a huge potential in fintech. I mean, we we are building on our core strengths, but it's still early days. I mean, if you look at the sort of regulatory tech, uh, you look at the insurance tech, um, it's we've still got a long way to go. Um, so the payment tech, which is the industry I come from, uh, is, was one of the early ones which sort of disrupted the, in the sort of FX uh, world and in the payments world. But there's a lot more to go. So I think uh, the fintech industry will continue to grow uh, with with a huge amount of potential. I also think that there is a big opportunity for a lot of London and UK firms to expand internationally and lead the way because our regulators are very progressive. Uh, that has certainly contributed towards uh, growing the industry, uh, but not all countries are exactly in the same boat. So, so I think uh, London and UK tech firms uh, can lead the way uh, around this. So, definitely very excited uh, what what it has to offer. But also, let me talk about when I say fintech, it's not just a big commercial opportunity, but I think it's also something that will contribute significantly to the society by providing a good service, whether it's the numeracy, whether it's the financial inclusion, it can play a very key role. Um, and uh, and we can internationalize and we can target some of the countries where it's even greater challenge. But financial inclusion is, is a big thing. Uh, financial literacy uh, is a big thing as well. So I think on some of those things, uh, FinTech is very good. In fact, uh, one of our initiatives is called um, Tech Invest, uh, where we are uh, bringing startups and angel investors together. So we do five events a year. We'll do it for next four years. And every event is themed at uh, different topics. So we did one for AI, one for virtual reality, augmented reality, one for smart cities. So there will be one uh, coming up soon for uh, which would be themed on FinTech for good. Uh, We are also about to launch a civic innovation challenge which would be an annual thing, but we'll be launching the first one. And again, one of the uh, prizes would be for FinTech for good, uh, which is very important because FinTech can truly make that difference. I mean, in payments, for example, if you consider remittances, $550 billion every year gets transferred from developed countries to developing countries, which is three times more than the global foreign aid budget. If we are able to reduce the cost of those transfers, billions of more dollars will reach every year uh, to some of the poorest parts of the world. Uh, So that is an example where fintech can truly uh, help the society. Yeah, without doubt. Fintech for good. I like like the idea of that. Um, closing out with a few questions about, about you. So, um, you know, there's obviously a, a big team here and uh, and you've got lots of experience managing teams in, in the past with your companies that you've, you've run. But how do you go about motivating your team? What's the, what's the way that you go about that? 
Well, we all come from very diverse backgrounds here, different nationalities uh, from different parts of the world uh, and so on. But one thing that binds us here, especially in City Hall and here at London Partners, is our love for London. We absolutely all are very passionate about London um, and that motivates us. That is the sort of binding uh, glue between uh, uh, between us. and that motivates us too. Right? We, we, we want to help entrepreneurs, we want to help London, we are all very proud Londoners um, and, uh, and and that is the number one thing. Very nice. What, um, I guess over the course of your career you must have had lots of people give you advice but what's the one piece of advice that really sort of stands out that uh, somebody's given you as uh, either from way back when you landed in Heathrow or, uh, or to, to what you're doing today? Well, one thing I've always uh, done in my life is never be shy of trying. Uh, sometimes there are people who will say, "Don't, don't do this, don't do that." You, you won't be. When I, I remember when I was, uh, uh, when I was uh, first time coming coming to London, I, I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends say, "Oh, nobody from uh, your family has ever been abroad." So, so what? I'll be the first one. Then I started my business, and I know all my sort of lot of people around me said, oh, nobody from your family has ever done business before. How are you going to do it? I said, so what? I'll be the first one. Then I joined politics and everybody said, nobody from your family has ever been in politics. I said, so what? I'll be the first one. So never be afraid of being the first uh, and 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 just, just go for it. If you've got 100% conviction, uh, that is the most important thing because if you are not convinced yourself, how are you going to convince your customers, your investors, your partners? So conviction is very important. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for spending the time today. I know you're a busy man, but um, thanks for coming in and talking on FinTech Insider. You're very welcome. Thank you.